You're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. So we're in Psalms. Let's go there. Psalm 116. Did I tell you that? Where we would be? Psalm 116. <clears throat> yep, it's, a, it's, um, it's not that long of a psalm. It's 19 verses, but, and I'm only going to use uh, three or four of the verses out of here. But I want you to follow along and listen to what David is saying. Um, I don't know if the top of your chapters in your psalms have kind of a highlight to tell you what that chapter's kind of like. Mine says, uh, love the Lord for what he has done. And the other ones I've seen that said uh, uh, praising God for his goodness or something along those lines. And I, I love it for what it says there. But let's start in verse 1, if you'll follow along with me. Um, one sixteen. it says, verse 1, I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplications. Because he hath inclined his ear unto me. Therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. I mean, if you're talking to somebody, you're trying to get somebody's attention, and they never respond to you, how often will you keep going back to that person? But he said there, because he hath inclined his ear unto me. Therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the pains of hell gat hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then, so when he's in trouble... Called I upon the name of the Lord, O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous, yea, our God is merciful. We say an amen there. He is so good and merciful to us. The Lord preserveth the simple. And again, I say amen to that. I, I was brought low, and he helped me. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed, therefore have I spoken. I was greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, all men are liars. And now, David got to a place in his life where things were frustrating to him. You can see that. Can't understand why He's in such trouble sometimes, and others seem to be skating on by. But I love how quickly he recovers. God is always right in front of his face. <clears throat> so the next thing he says after all men are liars is in verse 12. He's got it turned around by now. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. That's why it's good to praise the Lord uh, from time to time like this in front of the crowd. Verse 15, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord, truly I am thy servant. I am thy servant and the son of thine handmaid. Thou hast loosed my bonds. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the Lord's house 
in the midst of thee, O Jerusalem, praise ye the Lord. And we'll pray there. God, thank you for your word again. Um, Again, how David so many times just runs so closely to the thoughts of my heart. And uh, each of us here tonight, no doubt reading that, all of us could have said, praise the Lord for the numbers of times uh, that you've been so good to us, times we don't even uh, know about, things you've done for us, we're not aware of them, but certainly we're responsible for the ones that we do know about, and help us to take a fresh look at that tonight and give you your proper glory, and we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. You know, I was reading the verses I'm going to be using here tonight in just a moment, and um, And I was thinking, you know how you go to the doctor and he sits you up there on the edge of that uh, table and he takes out this little hammer. And uh, I remember the first time he was doing that, I wasn't quite so sure what to expect from that. Then he goes and pecks on your knee. And the very natural thing, if if you've got a healthy body, he taps on that one little ligament or whatever it is right there under your kneecap, your knee is supposed to pop out. And uh, of course, mine did and thought I was going to kick the doctor, but... Uh, it's, it's a natural response. When you tap somebody on that spot, again, if you have a healthy body, things are working properly in your body, uh, it's natural to see the leg just kind of pop up and, and to see that, that reaction. Um, so many times, David was right on the edge of being captured or killed by King Saul. If you remember the story very well, I, I, I love reading through the, the kings and through Samuel's uh, really blesses my heart, and I always scratch my head when I stop and remember how wicked a man Saul really did become. I mean, wanting to kill a man. I, I understand being jealous of somebody. You know, Saul has slain his thousands, and David is ten thousands. I understand how a man could get to a place where he'd be jealous of him and wonder why others looked at somebody else maybe uh, a little more than maybe myself. We've all been there maybe from time to time. But guys, to the place that you want to kill him? And he had picked up his javelin several times. You remember, if you've read the stories at all, he drove the javelin into the wall and little David darting out of the way. And and that's amazing, but what's more amazing to me is that David would keep coming back into his presence and eating with him, and Saul would do it again. I don't know how many times he really, really did that, but he wanted to take him out. Chased him through the wilderness with a large number of his choice soldiers. I mean, guys that, if you're going to find a man that's on the run, he's got the guys that's supposed to know how to do it. And David is literally running for his life. I I mentioned it this morning. I, I wonder if any of us have really ever been at a place, and some have, where your life is really on the line, and it's really fearful, and your heart is thumping, and you're not sure what to expect next. And this was how David lived for months and months of his life, knowing that King Saul and or his men could come upon him and would take his life. But time and again, God showed his love and his concern for David, that man after God's own heart. Um, I know that with um, our family here this week, uh, and I've, we've got a couple of our granddaughters get to stay with us uh, for another couple of weeks, and I'm, I'm very excited about that. Um, I'm glad we're not at 14 still in the house. Uh, with two dogs, but I'm really glad that we've got a couple of granddaughters, and uh, I have to tell you that my heart is really full this week, and to, to be able to hear you guys talk about family that has come in, 
and things that have been a blessing to you, it's easy to tell when somebody's talking and they're just spilling over. You can tell that. There's a difference when somebody's just reaching way down deep to find something to say, and then it's obvious when somebody, their heart is just full. And you can tell it's a natural response to something that has happened to you. And when God has given something so good to us in our life, and guys, all of us have many things. And I realize if we all would take the time and it was the right setting, all of us could have said numbers of things tonight about how good the Lord has been for us, not just during the Christmas time, but during some very difficult times in our life. God has just been so good. Now, when that doctor would knock on my knee with that little hammer, the natural response for me was my knee just popped up in the air. It amazed me the first time I saw him doing that. Then he goes around, puts two fingers on my elbow, and taps his fingers, and my arm starts jerking. It's just a, it's a natural thing that happens when you are tapped in that place. What I see with David in this passage, he had some really highs and he had some real lows, but he always came back up. And the natural response that David had was to praise the Lord. It just came flowing out of his mouth. It was just what was right there on his lips to be willing to praise the Lord for how good God had been to him. Two things I'm just going to bring out out of this chapter tonight. First of all, I I loved what he said in verse 13. He would bring his cup before the Lord. Would you drop back down there in verse 13 with me? David says, after he said that in verse 12, what shall I render unto the Lord for all of his benefits uh, toward me? Then he said, I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Now, can you envision that? And do you understand what he was meaning when he said that? It was one of those natural responses that David was having. Uh, Now, for instance, let me just share these thoughts with you, and it'll, I believe if, if it's not as clear to you like it wasn't to me at first, maybe it'll clear up very quickly. Um, so have I told you that we had 14 people in our house yet? We had 14 people at our house. And, man, it takes a lot of dishes. And that dishwasher never stopped. We took out more trash out of our house than I've ever... We have two great big, great big, tall lid flops open big trash cans one's for recycling one's for trash both of them overflowing uh paper plates and cups and whatever else got spilled and all kinds of things and why did i go to the trash uh because we eat a lot we ate a lot of food this week and um so first thing we would do when we would wake up you know like i said the other day we wake up i don't remember what time we always got up this time this week it was around seven o'clock bc and I've told you what BC represents. BC is before coffee. And so we would, first one up would go to the coffee pot. We had two coffee pots and kept both of them going all the time. I mean, we were brewing the coffee and it was going constantly. <clears throat> I'm really going to head somewhere with this, honestly. Um, so every now and then, like I told you, I'll, I'll go, I'll get me a real special cup of coffee. Um, you know, if you pay more for it, it's really, really supposed to be really, really good. And it kind of is. Uh, so I had gone to Starbucks one time, and then the, I went again the next week, and this little gal behind the counter kept saying to me, you know, if you bring in your own mug, we don't care what's on the mug, but if you bring in your own mug, we'll fill it up uh, for less than 
this cup of coffee that you're buying here with us. I said, any size mug I can bring in and you'll fill it up. She said, yes. Now, I got this mug <laughs> in my office. And um, this one brother Corey got me and it says, I've cut back to just one cup of coffee a day. So I have, I've become a very disciplined person in, in the ministry and just one cup of coffee. And literally, I mean, I, I'm like, I'm going to go get that cup. I'm going, to, I'm going to go to Starbucks with this and see what they say. Well, I did take a, a large mug. It was a larger mug. I didn't take this guy right here. But I, I love that idea. Whatever mug you bring, they'll, they'll top it off. That's, isn't that, Brother Ruckman, you can borrow this right here. And it has to be the Starbucks. It has to be the Starbucks on 26th and Sycamore. I think they're the only ones that will do it like that. But I can see you coming back with a big old smile on, on your face. <clears throat> Sometimes I've got a, a, a mug that the lid screws on and off, and I've got some old coffee in there, and I have to dump that old coffee out. And you know what they'll do for you? They'll rinse it out with hot water, make sure the mug is, is uh, nice and hot before they pour their coffee in there because they want you to have a hot cup of coffee. I mean, their name's on the line. I thought, man, that's just great. Um, they want an empty mug, and they want a clean mug, and when I give it to them, they do. They fill that up, and I'm just a... Uh, I'm a happy camper for that, that whole day long. I'm a little buzzed at the end of the day, but I'm a happy camper and enjoy that. So here's what David was doing. Um, <clears throat> when David was approaching the Lord, he was obviously a Christian saved. We didn't call them Christians back in that day, but they were children of God and, and they had the Lord living in their heart and they had salvation. And basically what uh, David was saying to the Lord was this, God, when, look in verse 13 again, I will take the cup of salvation and I will call upon the name of the Lord. And I really believe this. I believe that David was saying to God, Lord, when I, when I come to you, I'm, I am saved and I know I'm saved. I, I know I have Christ in my heart. I, I'm righteous based upon what you have done for me. And David said, God, I, I come to you with an empty cup and I lift my cup to the Lord. And you know what I have found out? That no matter what size mug I bring to God, God will always fill it up. And he does. Um, to the point of overflowing. Uh, beyond my ability to be able to express and share what all he has done for me, he goes so far beyond what I have ever expected him to do. And David learned, like the, you, I, I praise the Lord you sang that song tonight, uh, that we can all pray every one of us can pray. Not only can we pray, please hear this, we should all be praying. Every day of our life, you ought to be able to go to God and take the cup of your salvation, your life that you have with all the needs that are represented, knowing that God loves me. And, and he just told him in verse 12 that how am I going to praise God for all of his benefits? There's no way to express all of them in a proper thanks, but I'll do my best and when I do that, I'm just going to come before God with this vessel of mine, me, my heart, with all the needs that I have and all the things that are so heavy in my life and, and all the things I don't even know about. And God, I just want to lift an empty cup of my salvation to the Lord and say, God, would you just fill it up today? Would you give me exactly what I'm needing for my life? And God knows exactly what it is we need. David would lift his empty cup to the Lord and then he would call upon the Lord. Look at it again in verse 
13 again. I will take the cup of salvation. What's he going to do with that? He's going to call upon the name of the Lord. I stand there at the counter, and the, the, this gal, this little short little blonde-haired gal that had been telling me probably for a couple of months, once a week, you know, if you br-, I said, I know if I bring my own mug that uh, you'll fill it up. And I keep forgetting, I tell her. And I said, I'm just going to go home right from here and get that mug and put it in the car. I did. I, I, I went home, got that mug in the car, and I went there the next week. And she comes back, and I'm at the counter. I'm kind of going, well, it's not that loud. But I was doing that on the counter, and she kind of like, who is that guy over there? And she looked up, and there was, um, there was my mug. And I said, I want this mug filled up all the way to the top. That's what David said. I went to God with the cup of my salvation, and when I do that, I call upon the Lord. What I have noticed in Christianity is that prayer is something we ask somebody else to do for us, but we don't do a whole lot of it ourselves. I'm noticing that. I've noticed that our prayer time is uh, on the way to work. I, can't, I just can't go to work without God, so say this quick little, you know, three lights stops in between my house and work and that's that's my prayer time and hey it's a good place to pray on the road (laughs) Um, with the drivers we've got the ice and snow amber was coming up behind uh uh joe my son-in-law and they were heading somewhere on that after that icy day and uh joe hit his brakes and there was cars in front of him and he's slipping and sliding and going back and forth. And Amber's behind him. She hits her brakes and she starts going sideways. Was able to get it over into the turning lane and avoid them. I'm just saying that the road's a good place to pray. But if that's the only place we pray, we're being very negligent with what God has given to us. A heart full of salvation. An empty vessel that God just says. He looks at us. He knows we're empty. And the times we're not empty, it's full of junk. I mean, uh, I never ate more junk food in my life than I did this past week. Um, this is uh, confession is good for the soul. Uh, and I, boy, I need to have a really good week this coming week before I get back on those scales. I ran from them this week, man. I, usually every Friday I weigh myself. Uh, I just ran from those things this last Friday. I wasn't about to do that. And uh, the reason is I put a lot of things in me I didn't, uh, probably this body did not need. And truthfully, some of us, don't feel the need because we got a lot of junk in here and don't feel the emptiness full of ourself we're full of all our own plans and our own ideas things that we've conjured up things that i have managed to make happen and you don't sense that emptiness and that hunger that's in our heart when somebody really and truly is walking with god and doesn't fill your life with junk things all day long you go before God, the natural thing to do when I am empty is to go before God and start calling out to God. I cannot wait to get to this church when I, uh, now me and Brother Ruckman are doing it. Sometimes we're walking around circles around, I'll be in here walking circles and he's out there walking circles just uh, praying to the Lord. And sometimes I just come into that spot right over here and I, I kneel down and I just, it's just so natural. I've got so many things that I need in my life I'm so glad God has a pot full in heaven that can fill everybody's mug anytime they have a need of that. Every time David came empty, God would always fill his heart. Um, so um, looking backwards over this past week, you're going to be tired of it, but when, when, our, when our grandchildren would come up to us 
And, and many times, little Riker, one of the kids that were smaller, would come up to us with a glass and they would say, can I have a, a glass of, and by the way, we didn't get rid of all the eggnog. Anybody like eggnog <laughs> around here? Can I have a glass of the eggnog? Can I have a glass of pop? Can I have a glass of water or whatever it is? I mean, it, it, was a, it was a joy to me to reach down to one of my little grandkids and be able to take that cup and say, yeah, buddy, come on over here and I'll help you get a glass of this. It just blessed my heart. You say, just to watch him get a drink? Yes, it blessed my heart. I haven't seen him for so long and they're at our house so rarely. And to just be able to do that and see how they were satisfied with that. And I watched them walk away like I do from God so many times. They would drink that glass, sit it down and turn around and walk right away. That was okay with me. You say they didn't even say thanks? Sometimes. Would you give them a drink again if they never said thanks? I absolutely would. But I will tell you this, when they would sit the glass down and look up at me and say, Papaw, thank you. Oh, boy, that stirred some good things up inside of me. Made me want to do more than just fill the cup. Made me want to spend time with them and, uh, and to walk with them. And, and I would do that. I would, they'd be, man, I could be sitting anywhere in the house and I could just reach out almost any time and get a hold of one of my grandkids. They, did I tell you we had 14 in our house? Just about anywhere you would uh, reach out, you'd get a hold of one of those grandkids, and I loved it so much. Um, I noticed uh, Amber um, made a pan of brownies, Ghirardelli brownies, is that the right way you say that? You can just say goody brownies if you want to, but, and we fed them to the kids, and I noticed one of the little kids, now you just never would ever find this with me, but one of the little kids left like, a third of their brownie on that plate. Can you believe that? Somebody just walked right past there and grabbed a little chunk of that later on and just eating some of that brownie. I just noticed that we gave her more. It was a little Macy. She couldn't eat it all. I think that's who it was. But um, we gave her more than she could handle. You know, God does that to us so many times. God will fill the cup to overflowing and just bless us with more than what we could ever use in a lifetime. He is so good. And I I love the way God does that for our lives. So again, can you look at verse 13 one more time? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Before I give you my second point tonight, can I just ask you tonight, hey, Eastsiders, please listen. How is your prayer life? I'm not being critical. I'm not trying to be sarcastic at all. I'm genuinely asking, how, how is your prayer life? Do you have a regular time that you go before the Lord and clean out what's on the inside, the leftover old coffee that's been there for days, uh, things that we've stuffed in? And do you have a regular time that you just get before God and say, God, I need you to fill this up every day? If you don't, can I just challenge you this year? Can you just determine that I'm going to walk into this new year with with a a greater heart for the things of God, a greater understanding of what he has done for me, and just go before him every day and lift up my cup and say, God, would you fill me up? I need uh, the things that you have. I don't need what the world stuffs inside of me, and boy, do they work at it hard, but I want what God has, and pour your heart out before the Lord. So will you do that this year? Will you get alone with God and be in the word of God and pray before God. The next thing David said that pricked my heart was in verse uh, 14. Verses 14 and 18, he paid his vows. Uh, 
Verse 14, he said, I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Look at verse 18. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. He says, David forgetting that he'd already said that one time. Well, with the Holy Spirit being the inspirator of the word of God, uh, it, we've all <laughs> we've often said if he puts it in the Bible, it's very, very important. But if he says it twice, there's something there that we better be getting. And he said, I, I will, I'm, I'm going to pay my vows. I, I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. And by the way, that's what we did just a while ago. Just about 30 minutes ago, that's what we were doing. We're paying our vows to the Lord. So when somebody is, is coming to pay for something, it is assumed that they have something in their wallet or in their purse to be able to pay for whatever you know you owe. If you have an electric bill to pay and you obviously owe it, you come with a check or cash to pay. And I know there's numbers of electronic ways to do that today, but uh, and I'm looking backwards a little bit to where the day you actually could drive down. Uh, some of you may still drive down to the place. Some stores will even receive uh, electric bills from you and still walk in, payment in hand, to pay for what you owe. Every time we approach the Lord, do you understand? Every time we approach the Lord, we have something that belongs to Him. David said, I'll pay my vows unto the Lord now. God had already blessed David, and David had obviously told the Lord that when he delivered him from his enemy, because this is a, this is a passage about him having had a really bad time, and obviously God brought him out of a really bad time, and it would seem apparent to me that he had somewhere along the way said to God, and it, you don't find it in any of the verses, but his attitude seems to demonstrate that he told God, Lord, if you'll deliver me, I promise you, I'll, I'll give you the glory for that. It would seem obvious to me that that is what had happened. And God had delivered David in secret. But David would praise God out in the open before everybody. I mean, guys, how many times has God done things for us that nobody else, not even your spouse or children, even know about? And you know that God has done something for you in a private way, in a, in a real blessing and some of us say, well, I am a private person, and I, don't just, I just don't share everything about me and my life with God. Well, I'll tell you, that might be true about some things, but when it comes to the blessings that God has given to us, we owe God to pay our vows before the Lord and offer up thanksgiving to God for what He has done for us. And David did it in the congregation. He did it with everybody listening. Well, that's my private life. Well, you're robbing the congregation of some things that would allow us to be able to rejoice with you and to be able to see that God does bless in these areas. And when people are uh, in difficult moments, God helps people like that. If you just be willing to pay what you owe to God, pay your vows to the Lord. David's heart was full. I, I believe that with all my heart. It was so overwhelmed with how good God had been to him. And tucked deep in his heart was a payment that he owed to God. And he began paying that back to God with great praise and glory. In your prayer time, while your cup's being filled, and you can just tell God is present. God is doing things. He's blessing my heart. Guys, the natural thing to happen is to just spill with praise and thanks 
and thanking the Lord for what he's done for you. Uh, please don't just be a taker. And I know my little grandkids, I love them to death. And I told you if they just took a drink from me and set it on the table and walked away and never said another word, I'd still give them another drink. And God would too. But I'm telling you guys, if he fills your cup and God has blessed your heart, please don't be like one of the little kids that just sit your blessing down and wipe your mouth and go on your way serving the Lord. Turn back around like the one of the ten lepers did and praise God. Thank him for what he's done. You owe God something. David said, I'm going to pay my vows. I'll do it in the congregation. I'll lift up God's name before everybody. I don't care if the world knows what God has done for me. I just want to make sure God gets his praise in my life. So while you're praying, and I challenge you with all my heart, please let this be a a year of prayer time. Please have a time of devotion with the Lord. Please have a time again where you're in the Word of God and you're praying to the Lord. And in that prayer time, would you make sure that you have a time where you're on your face before God or on your knees before the Lord or if you're walking a building and praising God, praise the Lord. Tell him thanks for all that he's done. If you're able to walk into the building tonight, praise him for your health. George and Ruby would love to be back tonight, but they couldn't. There's a lot of our folks that are unable to be in the house of God, and they couldn't but I could walk in here. Praise the Lord for that. I, I've got a bug in me, but I could be here. I, I, I can preach with a bug in me and wish I felt better, but hey, I am so much better off than many people are. I just have so much to thank God for. Uh, me and my wife, thanking the Lord for such a tremendous week and for so many good things and for looking backwards over the year, 2018. Hasn't the Lord been so good have you paid your vows have you gone before him and say God I I owe my praise to the Lord you'll never pay him back but you can go before him with a heart of thanks I'm not kidding just one little look up in Papal's eyes and to hear the words thank you Papal and the glass back on the table and running back on doing their thing man that filled me up and God's looking to his children tonight to hear somebody say, God, I'm going to pay my vows tonight. You're a worthy God. Number one, I come with an empty cup, and I need you to fill it. But then I'm going to give you all the praise that a holy God is due to his name. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.